This week, it's a double dose of turn-based RPGs pitting us against aliens, orcs, and hordes of other creatures. It's Friday, June 25th. Time to insert a token to play. Hello and welcome to the pod. I'm John, sitting here with my typical player two, my little brother James. How are you doing, Jimbo? I am doing great. I finally took your advice and went back and played Snowballs and Sasquatch. Yeah, that that was fun and terrible to try to figure out how to stop and throw a snowball at the same time. <laughs> Did you try it using a controller? No, I didn't. I don't think it would have felt any different either, because I think you still would have stopped and had to wind up and throw. I like the survival one where you were by yourself and you just ran around. Plus, you got the most coin for it. Oh, see, I didn't look that close. So I did look, though, at that studio and thought it was crazy because it's a two-person studio just based up in Vancouver. And they won the Apple Arcade Game of the Year last year with Sasquatch. And I'm like, man, a two-person studio just rocking out gives you like hope that if you're passionate about something, it makes something good. Right. You don't have to be a huge budget Lots of people, all that. Yeah, you just have to have a good concept and really have a drive to do it. The thing I was excited about this week was you and I actually went to an arcade last week. We did. A real arcade and got to put some money in, get some tokens, and walk around and play some old school games. Um, Playing The Simpsons was a lot of fun. Man, that was such a classic. All the pinball. You know, it was just fun to like play and get into that old mindset. Yeah. It's it's been a while. For sure. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the games. So our first game this week is the game that we started playing last week, Spaceland from Tortuga Team. Lead a team of the most desperate fighters, destroy alien monsters, and uncover the secrets of the lost planet. Give us the rundown on the game, John. What do you think? I really liked it. I liked the feel of it. I found myself going back and replaying levels, and I kind of got obsessed with upgrading my different armor and the different type of weapons. And once I got the hang of the different abilities that the different characters could do, I really started enjoying the strategy of it. How far did you get in the game? I probably, I would guess I made it about halfway. I was uh, on the way down to what it feels like the second sub-level of the planet. Spoilers, obviously, for an old game. Um, (laughs) But I had encountered my fifth character of the seven, uh, and I'm guessing I was pretty close to the six at that point as well. So I had seen a good deal of the planet, explored a lot of the levels. Who was your favorite character? Jim was my favorite by far. No, oh, really? No question. Yep, I loved the mobility he had. I liked the versatility with the sword that I equipped to him, and his gun felt just right. Everything he was able to do felt very worthwhile in his turn, and not having that limited movement really felt nice. How about you? Uh, my favorite was Marcus. I tend to love the heavy type uh, players. You do. You know, I get the, I got the shield. Um, you got the barrier. You didn't move as fast, but later, as you realize that the ammo becomes such a must, Marcus has the ability to switch to a secondary weapon that basically uses no ammo, so it saves you in a lot of spot, and he had a stronger kick. So, like, to me, it's just I'm very tech-centric, Yes. (laughs) So having that heavy, heavier gunner, 
I was going to ask you, though, with Jim, did you catch the Zelda reference when they gave you the sword? I don't know if I did. Yeah, so when they... Before the mission where they gave you the sword, it says, it's dangerous to go. Oh, yes. Here's your sword. And yes. I, I was just laughing because, I mean, it's got the Marcus character, the Terra. It kind of felt StarCrafty. It had a Zelda reference. Like, the nerd in me was just geeking out. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's true. So, and I liked, the, you know, if, if we keep going this route, my second favorite character was the engineer. Whenever I play games, I always play support classes. So the fact that I was able to kind of have that role and play safe and help people felt really cool. Bear with the shotgun. Again, just a very strong weapon, very attack centric again. But I personally, I liked having Tara with us. Mm -hmm. She was more like the scientist. Yeah. But simply because she had the health that she could share. Yep. So I liked having Jim with the ammo pack, tarot with the health pack, and then I basically did like classic where you have your your barbarian type guy in front of everyone with the shield and everyone's just again supporting them. May as well be playing World of Warcraft, right? So. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No wonder we complimented each other playing games all these years. We always just gravitated towards different things. That's right. <laughs> the one thing I did that I wish they would have done sooner is at least the first maybe five or six stages. I felt like it was the same enemies. Like they didn't introduce a stronger enemy quick enough. In my opinion, once you got into the different types and having to work the different strategies, like the heavy bot and having to work with the explosions or just the different range of characters with the shooting with the aliens, it was a good mix and it made it way more entertaining it just took them too long to introduce it, in my opinion. Not only the the enemies, but I feel like the weapons and the abilities took so long to get introduced or to be, like, fully useful. Like, obviously, things like the counterattack were, were nice whenever you had a good spot for it, but it wasn't until, like, it felt, I'd say, the ninth mission or so, where it's like, you need to use this. Here's what it does. And so if you hadn't tried to explore it or clicked on it or tried to figure it out, you had an ability available to you that long and then you couldn't get to it. And the other thing that took too long was getting the weapons and the armor. I felt like we got two new guns in the first area and then suddenly it was like every other mission. It's like, here's something new, here's something new, here's something new. And if you didn't go back and replay missions, you didn't have the gold or the chips to be able to buy or upgrade everything that you needed to do. And I found that really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Well, that's when we went to do the multiplayer, which... Don't get me started on how impossible it was. Oh my gosh. James and I, you know, we like playing multiplayer games together. So we we jump on, it didn't connect, it didn't connect, and then it would connect, 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 and then we were good for like three or four rounds, and then it wouldn't connect. And even this morning before we started the podcast, we're like, ah, let's try it. We're sitting next to each other. It should be fine. And then it started to connect three or four and then would stop. But with all that being said, I did not like the fact that we had to reconnect every round. I didn't either. That I would was think painful. I would think you'd start a session and they would just keep you till you quit. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's hosting, you run on their map, and then you're just at their mercy. You know, I, I see that the story got hosted separately. Like I was able to click through the character dialogue at my speed, but it was still waiting for Ally's turn. So, I. I don't understand that either but i'm also not a game developer so that's probably some reasoning behind it but yeah that that was really frustrating especially multiplied because of those connection issues 
as much as I died from them, <laughs> I did like the fact that the maps introduced some hazards. Yeah. Uh, most recently, James and I are finishing a mission. <laughs> We're literally next to the door, and I made the mistake of putting both my guys on a bridge that I re- realized was a bridge and basically died next to the exit. It was embarrassing. And may have walked into a couple lava geysers. I was yelling so loud the first time that we were playing co-op when we weren't together and you walked over the geyser. I'm like, you idiot. What were you thinking? It's hot lava. It, it just took me that path. I was I didn't click on the lava. I was trying to go next to the lava. Oh, The things we learn by making mistakes, right? Right. And hopefully other people can learn from our mistakes as well. Not run over the lava all the same. So, Right. I will say I felt like it had good replay value for me trying to figure out different strategies. And whenever I lost a level, it drove me crazy and I had to basically start that level over. The puzzles really kind of forced you to do that in a lot of the levels, and I thought that was a good thing. And I found it more, I I changed my difficulty a lot as I went through to try to get a a feel for it. I started on easy just because I wanted to understand and experience the game, and once I felt like I had an okay grasp, I'd try the other difficulties just to see the range. And they definitely upped the ante when you went up to the harder levels. And having to replay and figure out the strategy and where are the monsters going to move, when am I going to activate them, it, it really brought out a good strategic level of challenge even with replaying levels like you said you couldn't just master it one time because something was going to go wrong and even once you had the more characters and they gave you the option to pick the different type of characters you probably found a roster that you liked yeah but some levels dictate different type of players it's true the one thing i personally i started exploring because it's at the end of each at the end of each level it kind of gave you a score so you get coin and one of the items were like secrets found and i found myself going into rooms i didn't need to to find secrets which then cost me one of the bonuses for taking extra turns mm-hmm. so i just maybe maybe just have more of those secrets and i'm not even sure what the secrets would really include but if they had more coins or more things that would maybe help you upgrade yeah, when they did have the secrets, though, like when you found the drones, it was interesting because it seemed like it would always cost you. If you did that, you wouldn't get through the mission in the time frame, so you had to play the mission twice. It forced replayability, for better or for worse. In this case, I thought it worked out fine because uh, you, you had to play a different strategy of I need to take time or I need to rush because if, if you're just stuck like with Jim running to get things, fine. But if you have Barrett or Marcus, it's just going to take you forever to walk into that room and then get out. And then I think that builds frustration and makes you want to replay a little less. Completely agree. But that's that's a strategic choice, right? So The one thing I, I will say that I liked about the multiplayer once we got connected, sometimes we had four people, sometimes we had two people. Mm-hmm. So the strategy would change. Sometimes you'd start together. Sometimes we'd start in different rooms that made you kind of work a little more independent. And even when you were in the same room, how much you work together and clear aside versus separating, kind of playing through those different things. I just had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, the co-op made the game a lot better for me. And I think that's because this game is so strategically driven that having that second mindset, that second person to really bounce ideas off of made so much of a difference. And even when... 
the couple rounds when one of us lost, especially like when I got blown up by the grenades in that third mission, I think maybe the fourth, and you just had to do it on your own. It was just masterful execution showing like you can still do this if you play it smart. Granted, we lost out on that mission thing by like six or eight rounds, but the fact that you lived so well, had so many good ideas as you were going was really impressive for me. I will say playing next to you, I mean, you didn't call me an idiot and because I didn't walk any geysers, but I I wish there was a built-in way to do the audio in these type of games. Yes. I know it goes through the game center, which you know, makes it, you know, us being able to start a game or at least request each other was really easy, but I wish there was an easy built-in way to do audio. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like Apple saying, well, you can use FaceTime at the same time as you're doing this. And I'm like, that's, that's asking a lot out of the phones to really run these. I know FaceTime, they, they've done a good job at making it a rather light app in comparison, but some of these games are real battery sucks. And so if you're going to be playing that and running something else, you're going to get an hour of playtime maybe, and then you're going to have to charge your phone. For sure. So what are you, what's your overall thought? So th- this is weird for me because I feel like I've talked really positively about this game in a lot of ways. I should like this game for all intents and purposes, but I just I did not enjoy it as much as I wanted to. I thought the missions were good. I thought the characters were designed well. The story was okay. But I, I look at this as like a style of music where I can appreciate that the artist has made something really good, but it's not for me. And it's a shame because I like this genre a lot, but I I will not be going back to this game unless we pick up a couple more co-op missions. I kind of feel the same way. I enjoyed playing it. I don't see myself playing any more solo. If you want to play multiplayer, I would definitely play more multiplayer. But I don't see myself picking up this game to play by myself. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but I only see myself playing multiplayer going forward. Here, I thought we were finally going to get our first disagreement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I played it a lot, and I enjoyed it. I, I just enjoyed the multiplayer playing with you so much more, but I don't see myself investing any more time in it. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Sometimes that's how games work. We can appreciate what it was and had a good time with it and move on from there, right? Agreed. All right, our second game. Similar game style, but different outcomes maybe we'll find out it's legends of kingdom rush from Ironhide, and it's described as embarking on an epic journey through the medieval fantasy world of kingdom rush in this amazing rpg game with roguelike elements a little bit broad on that description but it's basically kind of the same idea as the last game where you move characters on hexagons and and fight enemies just without the cover aspect i suppose a little bit but go on what'd you say very very little cover (laughs) <laughs> and I tend to enjoy the cover type. I like that kind of strategy of it. There's different type of strategies with the different type of characters. Honestly, just watching them like paper like bounce on the maps, like how they walk, like <laughs> that brought me a lot of joy. Yep. But I gotta tell you, this game actually was like frustrating for me. I enjoyed the different characters. I like mixing in the different characters. It took me a long time to figure out their skill base and who I liked working together. But what was really frustrating for me is I would explore the map. Yeah. Especially when I found out you could get new characters just by going through the map. But as soon as you lost the mission, having to restart everything just drove me crazy. Because it almost, 
it almost made you not want to explore because you had to create more battles because I would work my way basically to the end and then maybe I wouldn't make you with all my characters and basically I lost everything I just did. Yeah, it was. It, this game had so much more information available that it allowed you to be strategically different because you could click on the character portraits and see, okay, you move two squares. So if I don't want you to hit me, I have to be three squares away from you and figure out which character I can take a hit with or do what with. And if you avoid enough battles and you're not leveling up your characters to get the better abilities, that there were a lot of decisions to be made both in the open world and in the fight. I agree, though, that beginning was a little frustrating. The first time I played through the orc map, I think I died on the third fight maybe and had to start over and i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna get through this is there a way that i can grind or level up the character so i actually went back to the first level once or twice to get access to more skills which didn't actually improve their health or anything until i actually leveled them up in the map which i later learned so that grinding didn't actually matter in this but it it gave me different different skills and abilities that i could use which found more with my play style eventually so which characters did you find yourself drawn to? I really liked the knight. Yeah. I really liked the knight mostly because the shield aspect protected you from the range attacks. You know, the, the attacking was pretty average, but I really enjoyed that. Uh, I found myself going with a lot more of the range characters. So like doing the ranger and then I'm going to say it wrong, but Asara. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, like the ranger, but the shadow yeah. ranger, the main hero, yeah. Which I'm not sure I liked her for her playability. I think <laughs> I just liked her because I thought she looked cool. I mean, she did. I mean, even the way she talked. Um, and then the arcane wizard, again, with the range. I've, you know, the arcane wizard had like a dual, a dual like power spell or energy balls or whatever, and they would shoot pretty far. And then the, the sorceress, I did not like. Um, but the arcane wizard... Being able to summon something I thought was pretty neat. So I think from a, what did you like the most in your heart? I like the Asara just because she looked really cool. But from a playability standpoint, I thought the knight was the most relevant. Yeah, the knight was great, especially with the every other turn stun and the chance to to block things. That was great. Gerald was Gerald was a good introductory character, I think, for the game because he brought a lot of versatility. He could take hits, especially when he got leveled up. Uh, but my favorite of the mains was, uh, I think it was Ulak. He mm. was the fire wizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me what really made it was when he got l- promoted to a second level, his basic attack went to like five damage, I think. And so it would take out basically any minion in one attack. And since it was magic, it went through shields as well. So made a lot of things really easy. So I was drawn to a lot of melee characters with him. So the knight... I really found myself liking the Orc Cleaver a lot mm-hmm. when I unlocked him. Having the every turn counters or the uh, the third promotion where he couldn't die was super cool as well once I was able to level him up. That was a lot of fun. Um, they made for a good team. I felt the Ranger was a great character to start with too because the Ranger felt really strong in all aspects of the game. The ability to build up damage, have so much range, have a lot of control for the map whether you used uh the summon for the extra end or if you leveled it up and got the the roots to really keep people in their place the ranger felt really nicely designed to the fact that it probably was a little more overpowered on the side compared to some of the other characters that's a good point because just being able to move the ranger to different spots you could cut the map almost in half Mm -hmm. because you could keep your melee guys on top 
and then almost keep people at bay with the ranger on the side, which is probably a good strategy. But the like the the poison arrow, and I forgot the exact name of the other arrow type, but it just did so much damage right away. It did. The maps itself, other than maybe like a Venus flytrap here, or later they introduced some lightning or like some of the water aspects. Like to me, they felt too open. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was good because it let you move a lot, we'll say, but there was no strategy around like bottlenecking people. Or like I said, like I tried to do that with the Ranger to kind of keep people, certain people at bay, but I kind of wish the maps were a little more involved. Yeah. That you could get those like tunnels to force people in. So when you're getting outnumbered, you could at least try to force them to come through a, a narrow Canyon or else take the time to go around and you can really kind of fight your battle. Then I agree. I think that would have been nice. I worry that the maps might've started to get a little too massive and that would have drawn out some of the battles a little bit, mm. but with, you know, smart design, I think you could find a good balance there. It reminded me a lot. Um, growing up, I played a board game with figurines called HeroScape, where you kind of build your own map out of hexagons, draft an army of heroes, and then fight with each other. And it, was, it felt like the exact same concept because you'd move, you'd attack, and some people would have a special ability that would kind of help you out along the way. So it, it brought back some good memories for me of playing that with friends for hours on end. I know I played that with you a couple times yeah. because I remember there was a death machine or there's a mech yep well do you remember the mech's name uh, it's like De- death watcher 9000 yeah or something. yeah <laughs> so yep yeah those are fun i that yeah that was a not to get too deep into that game but i i remember thinking that was such a cool concept and yeah this does fit this i will say i like you i said you did say there's a lot of content in the battle but there's also a lot of content when you're transversing versus Spaceland where there's kind of a storyline. This one, being able to move around the map, seeing almost like the comic book storyline yeah. as well was kind of cool. I like the aspect where you'd go to places and you you could pick and then you would roll and different events would happen. Or I'm not sure how much you found this, but I would find the items. It's like unknown potion. Do you want to drink it? And of course, if you remember from our... Uh, Oregon Trail and like oh there's probably I don't know, I just do you it. just drink it yeah so I'm like drink 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 <laughs> and luckily for the most part it was health 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 so I lucked out for the most part and didn't completely detriment to my uh, quest dang you got much better luck than I did I think I was about fifty fifty with it being health or an attack boost versus poison and taking away like three hearts from someone and crippling them it was it was rough for me so I'm like I'm just going to wait and hopefully the guy will show up that I can pay 20 coins to that he'll tell me this is not going to kill you. I'm glad you said that cuz that was that was one thing I wanted to ask cuz I just apparently was really lucky. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, what what were some of the negative things that happened?" And well, I assumed it was basically the opposite of what I had. Yeah, poison poison seemed to be the thing. I don't think it ever exhausted my character. I'm pretty sure it was always crippling in health. Maybe de- demoralization, but yeah, those random events were, were really cool. It was kind of frustrating because it's like, I just want to use this potion right now. I have a character who needs it. Otherwise, I'm going to you know waste off all those like groceries that heal everyone instead of just needing one character to heal up. I also liked that um, having those random encounters with, especially when you could bring in a fourth teammate, it started introducing you to some of the other characters. So you could get a feel of like, oh, do I like this character, how they play? Do I want to work to unlock them a little bit more? And some of them was a yes for me. Like, I enjoyed the Dark Knight when I picked him up. I did not enjoy the Bombardier as much. <laughs> I definitely did not like when the Sasquatch showed up. 
I thought he was like the worst character in this game. Very specific purpose, we'll say. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it, I, I would call it Splash. Oh, okay. I think we'll say Splash. It's one of those where if you're surrounded, he's a good character. Similar, the Barbarian had a, one of his special was like Cyclone. It was the same type of thing. So if you had the Sasquatch and you were surrounded, he was good. Yeah. But also, if your character's surrounded, you're probably not doing good. No. So bittersweet there. You'd almost have to put him in trouble. Yeah, you had to. But and I it, agree with you with the way that you'd be walking along and they're like, have you met the sorceress? And then she just joins your party versus in between where it's like, now you have locked the night. And you're like, well, do I care? Yeah. It gave you that opportunity. So that I thought that was great. The way they introduced that was great. Yep. And then you, and then eventually you just have to explore. Like, I guess I need to try these other characters, which was, which was fun. It, it meant a lot of other fun characters. I think about the zapper and the witch doctor were interesting to add. I never actually played with the sorceress. I read the abilities. I'm like, I don't, I don't jive with this, so I'm just going to leave you alone and explore the other characters because there was enough to do in the time that we had to play it that it worked out well enough for me. Even though the game already had a lot of aspects, I kind of wish it would have had, for the equipping or leveling up, that actually had kind of like the tree, yeah, you know, and kind of gave you a little more options to fit it a little more to your play style. They probably would have had to add a couple more abilities per character to do that, I think that would have kept me playing more. Like if you could have chosen which one you leveled up to instead of having to level up to, say, level three to finally get access to the ability that you want or just even more diversity amongst the characters themselves? I would say more the first. Yeah. Especially like knowing your play style and what characters you like and how they fit and how you're trying to do certain things. It'd been nice to choose between two types of abilities and even if one was a little more expensive, like, okay, I'll wait one more round to get it because I feel like that's going to fit my play style better. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can hear you on that. And I think that's probably important to have in there. Also, I think something like that for me, I, I took that to heart because I'm like, I need to change my play style a little bit and try something different. So as when I replaced Gerald for the first time, it was, okay, the knight goes in. What do I need instead of Gerald? Or do I need a second tank with it to fit my play style? And in my case, typically, no, I don't. But uh, it, it helped out in a lot of ways to have those two melee's to really give cover. So, But I agree, though, it would have been nice to have access to some abilities earlier. Just to stop hearing the... Do you want to live forever? <laughs> I was so happy when I was like, oh, I can flip out the knight. But I didn't like that I couldn't have the knight and Gerald. Like, it wouldn't let me put them together. Really? I figured they would go together just fine since one was a, a main character and one was one of those secondary supports. So No, like the game literally wouldn't let me do it. Huh. Maybe I was doing it wrong. Maybe. But when I would click on the knight, Gerald would slide out. Interesting. And then I would click on like the ranger or someone else, and then let me switch one of the other three. Hmm. We might have to look at this, because I don't remember that. But Maybe I was doing it wrong. It's possible. I don't remember ever trying Gerald and the knight together. I swear I did Asara and the ranger together, and I would have said that would have been a similar deal. But It was just like the top row. Hmm. Oh, like because you did Gerald and Asara is what you were trying to do? I was trying to do Gerald and the knight. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know why that wouldn't have worked then. I don't know either. That's why that was one thing, like, maybe it's just me, which is totally possible. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. we'll have to try later, and I'll let you know if if it was me or not. Yeah, yeah, that'll be all right. So, 
So I'm curious with this one, if this is our first disagreement, because as much as I enjoyed the story, I got so frustrated whenever I would lose that I'd have to like redo all my adventures that I was not, as much as I was a fan of how it looked, I didn't like the open world. I didn't like how the levels were kind of basic. And like I said, super frustrating when you lose and you kind of lose everything. This is where we're going to disagree because this is one I will keep playing. I, I found it gave me the right amount of information to really strategize the way that I do. You know, you talked about cover and enjoying games like Years of War. And for me, those are nice, but I just kind of like having the uh, the information readily available of how far do I need to be? What can I do to try to think ahead of who's there? And having like the, the turn meter on the top of who goes and trying to play with that really, really helped me out. And having the diversity of the characters will keep me playing it. I think I might get burnt out for the fact that there's only the four maps currently. I think it's four. Um, and so replayability will get a little hard for me the fact that the maps change every time and the encounters are different definitely helps but eventually i think i'll run out of it but for the time being i plan to keep playing this for a little bit well there you go you knew it would happen it had to happen eventually i figured it was going to be space team with you playing and me not and here it was me playing and you not (laughs) (laughs) there you go Time to roll the randomizer and see what games we'll get our first impressions of before playing a little longer next week. Drum roll, please. Looks like we're going to try the game Marble It Up Mayhem. Oh, sweet. Marble Collective. Oh, my gosh. Marble It Up? Marble It Up. Sounds good. I think of marbles, and I, I think of the game on steam that people who stream on twitch can do where people can join the game and then their marbles go through random courses and people can like cheer for their marble as they go oh really it's it's a lot of fun to watch when you get a lot of people involved a good way for streamers to kind of kill time between one thing or another but oh that's funny i don't i don't think that's what this is going to be at all I've seen like real life marbles and they actually have like races and competitions and stuff those are amazing this almost, like at first, I thought it looked kind of like monkey ball, where you control like where the ball or marble is moving towards. Right. These courses look very detailed and elaborate. And very like colorful and bright, living with their logo that they have there. Get ready to roll, it says. Oh my gosh, I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I do not see this game going well for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to be ready to laugh at myself as I likely fly off the edge. I'm just, you know, I'm getting Rainbow Road flashbacks right now. I was just going to say, <laughs> this is like the worst Rainbow Road ever. <laughs> maybe maybe they've built it so there's bumpers or something so I can't fall off. It says multiplayer. Oh, sweet. Uh, 4.0 rating. If Mario was a marble... If Mario was a marble, oh my gosh. I don't know why I feel like I'm playing a Mario Bros. game. But it does so, so I'm sticking with that. (laughs) People are so creative in their titles for their reviews. Right? Terrible controls in a beautiful setting. It's not game of the day anymore. This game is fantastic. All right, well, we will see. I'm, the 10-player multiplayer, that's probably where the mayhem comes from that you were talking about. 
Oh my gosh, because I imagine you're bumping into people and pushing them around and looks like you run into boosts of like lightning or other things to really kind of help launch you and figure it out. I also like that it looks like there's custom marbles that you get to kind of put in here. Right. So I assume we're going to be unlocking little skins to kind of help us along the way. Yeah, the one in the video that I'm showing in the Apple Store or App Store, it looks like you're a ram. You got like ram horns and there's a rainbow one with a halo. I saw a soccer ball, one that had like a fireball earlier. Oh, nice. It's one of those things that that makes me happy that this is on Apple Arcade because so many games like this always use the in-app purchases. And I'm always fine when in-app purchases are things that are cosmetic, like look at how the marble looks because, you know, right away I I don't like spending money on mobile games as much as I can avoid it unless I feel like I'm going to get good return or really enjoy it. You know, when I played League of Legends back in the day, I bought my fair share of skins because I was getting joy out of the game and it was a good way to support the creator. But if you ever get an advantage by spending the money, then I always feel a little frustrated. So not having to spend the money and hopefully being able to unlock a lot of these cosmetic skins is going to be pretty awesome in my eyes. It's one thing to get the advantage when it's a solo single-player game versus like a multi where especially if it's something that you can't work your way into. Like if you can play up to get some of these items, then I feel a little bit better about it. As someone who doesn't have a ton of time to invest in games as much as I'd like to, like to throw a buck at it to like maybe at least make the multiplayer realistic. Yeah. You know, just to get at least get on the same level as everyone else, especially if it's a game to your point, like supporting the creator, like I really enjoying the game. But I agree with you. If you can basically buy the win, it's not worth it. Get ready to roll. Oh, okay. Play. We're getting a tutorial at the start, which is good. Oh, it's got like, it's got like two thumb controls. Kind of like a joystick and it looks like a boost button. Oh gosh, I'm scared of the boost button. Or it's a jump button, excuse me. Oh, thank goodness. I'm sure there's a special button later. Oop, an angry block. I learned to roll. Good job. Learning to roll. Master the basics. Nice job. Ooh, unlocked an item. Yeah, that was quick. Undertow. Calm above, dangerous beneath. Equip it now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, new high score. Just saying. (laughs) We learned to roll, and now we get to learn, learn to turn. Oh, okay. Drag the right side screen to look around. Oh, okay. So you can you can use that as you kind of turn, I oh, think is what they're trying to say. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, there's a trophy in there. See, this feels more traditional with the two, two joysticks, we'll say. Yeah, I agree. It feels, yeah, like the movement is going how you expect it to go. Ooh, an aurora. Oh, sweet. Oh, you're now right. my marble's got like a blue glow and... It's got like a flare tail, I guess you'd say. You're right behind me. I'm doing better at explaining it. Okay, we got to get through the tutorial so we can try one multiplayer. Oh, of course. How fast is too fast? It's probably too fast. It's probably too fast. What's the over-under on actually being able to connect? Uh, I think we'll work on this game. (laughs) I think think this game kind of depends on some multiplayer aspects. Jeez. It's kind of fun on this level to go that fast. I know. I was thinking that, too. I definitely ran into the wall at the end and missed the exit. Oh, here we go. I feel like I'm getting a nice little uh, adrenaline rush out of it. 
I even like the surrounding, like the skybox. I always call it skybox, but it actually changes between clouds and sun. And this one's got a rainbow, and there was some storms on the last one and stars. Oh gosh, I got to pay better attention to that. Oh gosh, <laughs> and we're off the edge. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I was waiting to see which one of us first did. And it. I fell into a rainbow, of course. Ooh, so how do I get up there? You fell into a rainbow. Yep. Oh boy, I almost did it again. <laughs> I was trying to turn, oh. and then I pushed oh, no, the jump no. button, and there I went, down the edge. Ooh, checkpoint. I got a jump bonus. Did you get the high jump bonus or special? Uh, yes. I wouldn't have noticed that had you not said something. Oh, boy. Got to turn. Ooh, ooh. This uh, multifunction with my right thumb I'm apparently struggling with, ooh. having a really hard time getting to the jump and the turn at the same time. Which is funny, because I feel like I should be so much better at that, playing enough console games. This might be a good one for uh, putting it on your Apple TV. Ooh, what's the lightning? Ooh, speed burst. Um, There it was, and there it goes. I think this could even be one that your kiddos might be able to figure out. I was kind of thinking that, too. It did say four and up. And I jumped over the second speed boost. I'm doing really good at this one. Let me tell you. If it makes you feel better, I missed the second speed boost, Ooh, too. But I found an item that I didn't know was there. Oh, no, no, no. Are okay. you going off the edge? I did. Did you do it? I did. Did you do it? But I thought I was going to, like, Rainbow Road cheat it, we'll say. Oh, you yeah. You know, like, I I actually bounced off of the border on the landing. Oh, yeah. So I was probably about an inch away <gasps> from, like, making a miraculous <gasps> save. I made it. I made it to the goal. I think I skipped one or two things. But. Oh, boy. Oh, how do I? I'm going. So I went on the ramp that time. Oh, yeah? Like the wall ramp. I guess you'd say it's more of a half pipe, right? Yeah. And uh, the camera got turned, so I was literally going backwards. It took me a second <laughs> to realize how to get that back. <laughs> oh, get there. I didn't get there. Oh, gosh. So it's not just a race. Oh, you're on treasure trove? Yeah. I'm trying to find some gems. One gem. Yeah, that first one was really easy to find. They put it right there in front of you. Don't take that from me, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, yeah, for we had like three or four levels in a row where it's all about speed and jumping and making the big jumps. And this one, you actually have to like transverse it. Yeah, it felt purely like a racetrack of like downhill slope. Marble's going to go and get to the bottom. And now it's not, so... Looks like there's like eight or so levels that we have to do for tutorial, which I think is really good because it's introducing us to a lot of concepts, such as what I imagine is this icy road, which is going to make it really hard to turn when you need to. Oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, gosh, you need speed. Otherwise, you slide back down just like that. Or make jump. Oh, that would have been smart. Wish I would have thought of that. Because when you jump, your marble continues to spin to so get a little traction. Uh, see, you're telling me all the tips right now. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize we were getting like rated on these in terms of like bronze or gold. I finally got a gold. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I don't know. It tells me high score. I feel good about it. Oh, no. It might only be my score, but... yeah. But, hey, it's a high score. Ooh, gravity, gravity. surfaces. Ooh, boy. What are we doing? Time travels slower for five seconds. 
slowing the clock improves your score. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, I missed that first one and used that whole second one to just get back on the track. So that was a that was a definite mistake by me. Oh, and the platform came up on me. Oh boy! All right, I like the idea of the, the gravity and the pause. I don't see myself getting that one too often, considering how bad that went for me. Ooh! Activate the feather to float. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the floating and trying to hit stuff that's in the air. Oh, turn the camera, turn the camera. Ooh, did a really bad job at floating. Oh gosh, it keeps on going. Like I was able to like bounce on something and get some float. Oh, that was necessary for that gap. Oh boy, don't overshoot it. I think the fact that we're already playing this much. <laughs> it's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> New chapter unlocked. Nice. All right. I feel like <laughs> I'm probably going to put it there. Ooh, and, oh, I got it. Uh, I unlocked my first skin. Sweet. It looks like uh, the number one like in pool. I got the same one. Nice. So. Oh, and I got my gold. Nice. So I went back out to explore the multiplayer with us but of course I need to customize my marble first oh my gosh there's hats <laughs> oh my marble oh geez oh cool yeah so a lot of those customization things should have looked at how to unlock some of them oh the hats are so oh there's a football okay I need, oh. a, I need the football helmet and some of them you can buy Unlocked with 16. Oh, I'm pretty close. 16,000 crystals. I got 11. Well, I just got to get you some more. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. It's one that looks like almost like a lava ball. Right. Okay, are we going to try one multiplayer? Yeah, let's try a multiplayer. Oh, shoot. I didn't look to see what we're doing. Collect gems. Got it. Are we a team? I think we're against each other. Oh. Okay, somehow I got gems. I see gems in the middle. Yep. That I think. Oh, it's not lava on the bottom. It's just a bounce pod. No, it's definitely lava, James. Don't don't go. Don't go lava. down there. Don't okay. go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I won't, yeah. I won't go down there. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Sure. All right. Now so there's actually, there's a new ability on our our right thumb. I don't know if you see that. The Looks red like, thing. Yeah, I'm guessing that's an attack. Oh my gosh! I've been jumping for the same gem for the last like. <laughs> Yeah, it's I tried like, to use the attack and you ooh, did. I'm, no, that's like a high jumping thing. I know the green does a high jump. Oh, it, something exploded around me, so I don't know if we were close together, if it would act differently. Oh, I was about to get that one, John. Stop it. Sorry. Well, now that I realize, because I was doing the... Ooh, oh, yeah, I just it, push you? Yeah, it did. Sweet. There you go. I was trying to get the power-ups thinking i had to like speed burst or high jump to the gems but right but they were just there they're just there and mm. the yellow part bounces really well ah, i just use a speed bump to launch myself away from all the gems <laughs> 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 uh, 
That was not my smartest. And I honestly thought all the gems would just be in the middle the whole time. But yeah, I'm glad they changed that to give something different. Because otherwise, someone just stays there the whole time and just bounces, like I was doing to get all my gems. Oh, yeah. These these boosts are nice. Like I don't feel like anything has been like too overwhelmingly like this is awesome. Oh, except for maybe that one. That was a good one. Just came and hit you as a big marble. Yeah, that was good. Which oh, really you guys launched you. Yeah, yeah that so was that good. That purple circle turned me into a big one. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I got really chubby. Chubby. Yeah, big birth of marbles. That's fine. You can just hit me closer to the marbles, please. Oh, did I really? No. Oh, okay. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Give me one more. Nope. Big Bertha does not jump very high. <laughs> no. Well, congratulations, James. Thank you. As per our normal podcast live stream multiplayer game, you beat me. I gotta win. <laughs> That's how it works. So we'll see. This this game has opportunity for a lot of silly shenanigans. Could you imagine that with ten people? No, it's gonna be chaos. We're gonna need ten friends. I know. We need a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast medium of choice. So on top of the Marble Mayhem, we're going to hit the hardwood with NBA 2K21 Arcade, just in time for the playoffs to really be coming to a close. What games do you think we should take a look at? You can send us a message on Instagram at InsertTokenToPlay or send us an email. It's play at InsertTokenToPlay.com. With that said, go Bucks and have a great weekend. 